You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to talk about the news that broke yesterday right after the podcast went up. Chris Harrison. The man has returned after a two-year absence of everything. He's going to have a podcast starting in early 2023. We'll talk about that. Uh, I've got some, not some notes about Zach's season, but just a, um, in terms of what happens on the season, but just overall um, something that's come to me in the last uh, couple weeks. Um, some Twitter action that I had yesterday. Um, I've got uh, a thought on impressions that I'm seeing lately online that's driving me up a wall. And we got some fantasy football and some memorabilia to talk about because I did not talk about the memorabilia yesterday. I teased it in the open and did not talk about it. So we will get to that momentarily. As you know, this month I have a title sponsor and it is Earth Echo Foods. You guys, you got to check this out. And I'm giving you up to 15% off your order. You go to earthechofoods.com. Check out their new Cacao Bliss Superfood Blends. Just go to Earth Echo Foods. You get the incredible health benefits of chocolate without even worrying about the side effects of added sugars and artificial ingredients. They also have the Island Bliss, the Chai Bliss, and the Golden Superfood Bliss. Like I said, go to Earth Echo Foods and you get up 15% off your first order. And the actual URL is shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve. The promo code is realitysteve. But you're obviously not going to remember that, so just go to the episode description wherever you listen to your podcast. Click on the Earth Echo Foods links. It brings you right to the landing page. And then when you check out, after you order a bunch of stuff, just type in the promo code realitysteve for up to 15% off your order. Also, podcast brought to you by StoryWorth. StoryWorth compiles your loved ones' stories, memories, and even photos into an exquisite hardcover book, and it's creating a valued keepsake. This is a great holiday gift that you can start now, and then for Christmas next year, it can be an excellent gift. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash Steve and do it now. Save $10 off your first purchase. That is S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash Steve to save $10 on your first purchase. So as mentioned, the biggest news of the day yesterday happened, well, right around the time the podcast went up, Chris Harrison posted on an Instagram feed that he is releasing a podcast, the most dramatic podcast ever, and it's going to start January 9th. He le- released a one-minute teaser clip where he talked about how he's thought about what he's wanted to say for the last every day for the last two years. He has thoughts on everything and he wants to share them. Look, obviously I'm going to listen to the first episode to see what he has to say, but this is a guy that for what we know, unless we've all been misled signed an NDA after he was let go from the show. So to think that we're going to get any sort of tea spilling and he's going to throw the show under the bus on this podcast, probably not going to happen. I do think in the first episode, he will give his thoughts. And after two years, he better come up with a better, um, I don't know, apology statement, whatever in regards to how he handled the Rachel Lindsay interview. But I am curious to see what he has to say in regards to that if he can go into any sort of details about how the whole release of him getting let go from the show happened, was it because of everything that went down? Was there more to it? Was there other stuff? Did he want to leave at that point? Did they, 
offer him a chance to stay. I mean, I guess we'll find that out. But, you know, everybody's got a podcast nowadays. So if Chris Harrison's going to come into the podcast world, how is he going to distinguish himself? Is it going to be any different? I don't think this is going to be every single week he's recapping the show and talking about the show. I don't think it's going to be that once Zach's season starts. I highly doubt Chris Harrison is going to be talking about, hey, hey, let's talk about what happened on Monday night. I, I highly doubt that it's going to be his podcast. I highly doubt he's going to have any tea to spill when he does talk about whatever happened on the show. And from what I gather, I could see we all know who his close friends are in terms of contestants from the franchise. I got to believe that certain podcasts he's going to have, you know, the Ben Higgins of the world on his podcast, and they're going to reminisce about when Ben was on Caitlin's season and then when he became the bachelor and how he was struggling and all that stuff and saying, I love you to two people. I'm sure he's going to go on and plenty of other contestants that, you know, are big Chris Harrison fans. You see them all. They all comment uh, on his, on his page. And, um, I'm sure he'll have those people on and they'll just talk about their seasons. But I think anybody thinking that this is going to be some giant tea spilling podcast is sorely mistaken. Unless we've all been misled and he did not sign anything and he can say whatever he wants about the show. But I highly doubt that's the case. I am interested to hear what he says in regards to. Well, look, here's a guy that was the host of the show for what, 17 years over 40 seasons, and he literally has said three sentences in regards to his exit from the show. Remember, he put up an Instagram post, and it was like maybe a paragraph long, where it you know, was just kind of thanking everybody for the memories and love you guys, love Bachelor Nation, just you know, no details about anything. And we don't know how anything went down. I'm curious to see if he can even get into that, if he can even say like, hey, look, I wanted to come back, or... They offered me this and I turned it down or, you know, they didn't even offer me a chance or I, I don't know. I have no idea what he's going to say. Nobody does. Well, I mean, sure, outside of Lauren, but I really think that, um, you know, listen to the first episode. It's going to be major news, but is this going to be a weekly listen for me? No, I can't imagine unless I start hearing rumors and start hearing stuff that he's literally <laughs> throwing the show under the bus and and tea spilling all day long. I. Yeah, then we'll talk about that, but I don't think that's the case. So, but yeah, it is. It is interesting. I mean, for all that happened, um, you know, the guy has been out of a job for two years, and you know, obviously, he made a ton of money, and he probably invested well and saved his money, and you know, nobody's going to feel sorry for him. But I've always found it a little bit curious that for two years, this guy hasn't been able to find a job in the industry. But then again, maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he wanted to take two years off. Maybe he didn't want to be on people's TV screens because it would, um, you know, fire too many people up. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to go to Austin and build a dream home and just move there with Lauren and Chill on the settlement money that he got from the show. I have no idea. But do I think that he should be able to work in Hollywood again? Of course. You know, I... I what he did was wrong, and I would like a better apology than what he what he did the first time when he went on GMA. But do I think he should never have work on a TV show ever again and never be on a TV screen? No, I don't think that. Uh, he's been out of work for two years. Um, it seems like he has um, paid the price, um, and you know we'll see where it goes from here. But I have no idea. If he's not on TV the rest of his career and the rest of his life, I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, but... You're just asking me, do I think he should be on TV again? Sure. Um, 
and somebody's got to be willing um, to do that. There, there have been, this isn't a, you know, this isn't a, um, uh, you know, what he said was deplorable. And I, I think he should have had a better explanation for why he said what he said, but that doesn't mean he should lose his job forever. Not, not the bachelor job, just saying a job in, in Hollywood. This is a guy that was a veteran in the television world on network TV for 17 years. He should be able to be on TV uh, again at some point. But again, he's literally said nothing for two years. So we have no idea. Maybe the guy just wants to retire and golf for the rest of his life. It's very possible that's the case. And he doesn't even want to be on TV anymore. That's what I'm interested in hearing. Does he even want to be back on TV doing anything? Whether it's hosting, whether it's doing some sports commentary. I'm sure this podcast is going to, like I said, cover. It's going to have some of his friends from the franchise on. Probably going to have some of his golf buddies on. He's going to talk about relationships and stuff like that. I mean, who knows? I I guess we'll know more when the first episode comes out. But January 9th, the most dramatic podcast ever uh, will be on your podcast feed if you're interested. So clearly I'm going to listen to the first episode and see where we go from there. But, um, yeah. Chris Harrison back in our lives starting January 9th of 2023. Uh, one thing to talk about in regards to Zach's season, because Jesse Palmer did an interview, I think it was middle of last week, maybe it was the beginning of last week, where he talked about Zach's season. And, you know, I think I said this after it came out, but I want to reiterate again because it got sent to me that Jesse's interview and the things that he said and you know, people are like, oh, there's not going to be, they're not going to focus on the drama as much as if you honestly think that this show is going to be about a love story this season, I don't know what to tell you, but you're literally 47 seasons into the show. Do you honestly think they're just going to turn the page and just be like, you know what? Let's give everybody a season where it's just nothing but rainbows and daffodils and all the women get along and it's great and there's no drama at all and we don't focus on any of the drama. All we focus on is the relationships. If you really think that that's what's going to happen come January 23rd, uh, I've got some land to sell you. I don't know where this sentiment came just because Jesse Palmer said it, that this is going to be less drama this season. Uh, He said that in the past and that didn't change anything. There's going to be drama. They are going to focus on drama in the early episodes, in the mid episodes, in the late episodes. Not until you usually get down to maybe the episode before hometowns is where they really start focusing on the relationships. Because at that point, the women never interact with each other. Once you get to hometowns, the women never interact with each other until the rose ceremonies where they stand next to each other. And even then, you're not really allowed to talk. So anybody who's mistaken in thinking there's not going to be drama this season, I don't know what to tell you. You you might want to get ready because there's going to be. Um. I think, um, oh, by the way, if you didn't see it yesterday, on Twitter I was having a little fun because I was going through my phone this weekend, just going through pictures and videos, and I was just looking at stuff, and I was like, I don't, as we talked about when uh, I was um, talking about Beth and how she couldn't provide (laughs) some of the text with Aaron because she has her text to lead after 30 days. I'm someone that doesn't do that. I have everything. I have conversations from 2014 still in my text message chain. And I have pretty much saved most videos and photos uh, in my phone. And I have more Bachelor-related videos and photos than anything else. Probably two or three times more of all the photos and videos on my phone are somehow Bachelor-related, whether it's dates, whether it's pictures, whether it's headshots, anything. I, 
I should probably delete that stuff once the season is over. I don't really need it. But so I was going through my phone and I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I just went through the videos section of my phone. And so it was a lot quicker and just kind of going in order all the way back to 2014. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, what do I still have of this franchise on my phone from videos that were taken during filming? And, yeah, there was a video from 2014 of Chris Souls and Becca Tilly the day before the final rose ceremony, him giving him and her on their last chance date, their last date together. And it was the, uh, yeah, it was the day before the finale, uh, taped. And then, you know, had videos from Nick's season, videos from Ari's season, videos from Becca's season, whether it was, um, uh, a one-on-one with Blake on his hometown or a one-on-one with, Jason Tardick in Richmond, Virginia. Like it was just (laughs) looking at these videos. I'm like, Oh my God, I remember this. And it's crazy. I mean, these were five, six years ago. Some of these. So if you missed that, they're on my Twitter. I did from about any video I found from about 2014 to 2018 or 2019. I put on there, but yeah, some, some classics on there. One that I didn't put up even though I probably should have. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm I, I'm not trying to be mean here or anything, but there is a video because remember in Utah on Becca's season, she had a one-on-one concert date with Garrett, and there's a video of them, you know, in front of an audience, and they're dancing on stage and kissing, and I was just saying, eh, maybe don't put that one out there because, <laughs> you know, there's so much, you know, there was it was kind of an ugly breakup, and, yeah, not that I'm – you know, not that I'm tagging either of them and saying, hey, look, Garrett and Becca used to love each other. You know, it's just like, hey, here's a video from the show. Like, it's nothing other than that. Um, so I, I put that, I, I left that one out. But all the other ones I, I thought were, were fine to post. So if you didn't see those on Twitter, check those out. They were all videos I posted at the time. They were all videos I posted in real time over the course of those five years that I was obviously covering the show and doing spoilers as the show was filming, but a lot of them you probably forgot. Ari and Lauren in Italy uh, on their one-on-one date, getting a portrait of themselves painted. Ari and Cien in South Lake Tahoe, getting a concert date. Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron in Rhode Island, getting a concert date by Jake Owen. Just ones that I found in my phone. I had plenty of others I just stopped doing. I was just like, okay, this is enough. But, yeah, gosh, I... I <laughs> The amount of pictures and videos in my phone that are Bachelor related are, I, I should probably spend a good few hours one weekend and just start deleting stuff. But sometimes I never know what, I always think to myself, I see something, I'm like, well, what if I have to use this? I probably never will. So I always convince myself I, I do. Kind of like clothes in your closet. You're just like, I know I haven't worn this in five years, but what if I get to invited to an event where you would need something like this? Happens to me all the time. So same thing with pictures and videos in my phone. I, I just leave everything in there. So um, there's something that's going around right now in the comedy world. And it happened again on SNL this weekend. I saw, you know, when I talk, talked yesterday about the podcast and I spoke about Austin Butler hosting SNL. And look, if you're a comedian and you're an impressionist, you can do whatever you want. And if you think your impression is good, you do impressions and you choose which impressions you want to do. And obviously there's not somebody that only does one person impression. Like 
I can't, there's so many impressionists out there in the comedy world. And there's so many people that have comedians that do impressions of them. But the one that's going around so much that I'm starting to get a little tired of is everybody seems to have a Jennifer Coolidge impression. Like, can we, can we stop? Because look, I think Chloe Feynman is hilarious on SNL. She does a lot of great impressions. I just think she's, and she did, she did a skit this past Saturday of, it was just, (laughs) here's a sketch of, Jennifer Coolidge opening Christmas gifts. And that's all it was. And I just think that everybody does the same impression. And look, it's kind of exaggerated. It sounds like her a little bit, but it's like an exaggerated version of her. It's almost like, it's almost like when Alec Baldwin did Trump on SNL, it was just a total over the top caricature of Trump. Whereas the guy right now, what is James, James Johnson? Is that his name? he does a spot on impression of Trump where it's just like, he's not trying to be a character. The things that he say might be totally off the wall and stuff like that. Well, that kind of fits with Trump, but what I'm saying is that his actual impression of Trump is spot on. And there's nobody that does a better impression. Everybody that does Trump, you know, does the squinty eyes and the puffy lit and the, you know, the puckered lips and stuff like that. Like that's the exaggerated Trump. You watch the guy on SNL right now that does Trump and he doesn't do, really the squinty eyes or the duck lips or whatever. He literally just has every single beat down of his cadence, his hand movements, his inflection in his voice. I mean, it is, it's the best Trump out there. It puts all the other Trumps to shame. Now, like I said, any comedian can do whatever they want. I just feel like everybody, every female comedian is doing Jennifer Coolidge. And it's just like, you're all doing the same thing. Somebody's going to do something different or I, I, look, I, like I said, SNL did a whole sketch on it and Chloe Feynman, I think it's hilarious, but you look on TikTok, you look on reels, you look on Instagram, everybody who's got a impression of impression of Jennifer Coolidge is doing the exact same thing. And I don't know, let's get some diversity going in that. I, um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I will say that my fantasy football season has come to an end and I hate fantasy sports. It's just so much luck involved. It's like 10% skill and 90% luck. And I'm out. I lost this weekend. First round of the playoffs. I lost by like 15 points. I had four guys that scored six points or less and there's nothing I can do. I mean, that was my team. I had guys on the bench that had zero points and nothing I could have done with my roster would have beaten the guy that I played. So I'm out and now I care. And now I don't even like now my interest in, uh, in following, I obviously still watch the games on Sunday, but yeah, I have zero interest in who else wins in the league and whatnot, even though four of my good friends are, are the final four left. So yeah, I lost, I lost like 131, 116. I was down 27 points going into Sunday night and he had nobody left. And I had Brian Robinson of the commanders and I had the commander's defense and I needed 27 points. I knew it was a long shot and it didn't happen. Ended up, you know, getting 12 between the two of them combined or something like that. I lost by 15. So yeah, 
that was my fantasy football season. I'm done. It's over with. And um, I won't think about it until next year when we drive our teams. And one final thing. I don't know if you saw this. You probably saw it when it happened. We talked about it on the Daily Roundup when it happened back in uh, September. The guy who caught the home run ball, uh, the 62nd home run from Aaron Judge, happened here at Globe Life Field in Texas. The guy who caught it is the husband of former Ari season contestant, Bree Amaranthus. Her husband, Corey Yeomans, caught the ball. And obviously we were all wondering, what's he going to do with it? What's it worth? All this stuff. Apparently he was offered $3 million at rumors going around that he was offered $3 million but decided to put it up for auction, I guess thinking he could got more. He could possibly get more out of it. Bottom line was it sold at auction this past Saturday for $1.5 million. Not bad, you know. I mean, it, it, if if the rumors are true that he was offered $3 million for it and decided to take a chance on auction thinking he could get more and he only got one point five, yeah, I'm sure he's a little disappointed, but... <laughs> Is someone really going to be upset with $1.5 million? You know, maybe a little bit when knowing three was maybe out there, but I don't know for sure if three was actually offered. So that is, uh, but that was finalized this past weekend. Bree mentioned it briefly on her Instagram stories, but yeah, they sold it at an auction for $1.5 million. So congratulations to them. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please uh, rate, subscribe, and review in apple podcasts we are back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup so until then thank you very much for listening and i will talk to you tomorrow see you